Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did get 30, 30, get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, bet get 20, 20, bet get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Space Trash. In space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. And I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Malshine. Molly, I missed you so much. I can't even. I missed you too, and I missed the pod. Uh, it was really nice taking a break, but I still looked at social media every morning, doom scrolling, which was a huge mistake. Like doom scrolling on vacation. Like that still is out of passion, not work. Yeah, it didn't really stress me out that much, I, I would have to say. And I was yeah. posting so much because I was like, I love posting and then making a highlight of it. So you can go back and look at your trip and remember everything you did. Oh my God, how cute are you? I mean, the trip looked fabulous. I want to say that like after this trip, I might move to Greece just based on your photos alone. It was so good. I really kind of want to just go there every single year for the rest of my life. It was incredible. I'm, I'm in. I know that I wasn't technically invited yet, but I want to say that I'll be there with you because I mean, that looked like, like, I mean, I, I don't know, got it, should we buy property? Like I would like, yes. does everywhere in Greece have an infinity pool that overlooks the ocean? Uh, Pretty much. Like a lot of places do. Some of them just have regular pools, but yeah, it's, it's so good. I mean, we went to Mykonos, Naxos and Santorini and I'm going to write a big medium post actually explaining everything. I, I'm actually, well, first I'm going to try to get someone to pay me to write about it, but when that doesn't pan out i'm gonna write a medium post but so anyone who's planning molly, on me molly going, i just i can't help but as your life coach if they don't yeah. offer you enough you'll do yes. it on your own okay yeah 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 good point good point and i will make money off it if i put it on medium because i put my madman guide to astrology on medium and it makes me about three cents a month so you know all's not lost yeah, but that's more than nothing i think yeah, I think noticing the small wins is a part of, you know, creating momentum for bigger wins. Definitely. So if anyone wants to know about <laughs> traveling to Greece, just hit me up and I'll tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, and just remember, every three cents counts, okay? You're almost at yeah. a dollar. And I think that it's really wonderful to hear this this breakthrough from you because what I'm really hearing is how most tech entrepreneurs get started, which is that you're filling a niche in the market that is not actually being served. Like when you were looking for info on Greece, you were like, who are these nerd virgins giving me advice? You're a cool hot chick there with her fiance. This is the article you needed. Yes, exactly. And I also needed someone to tell me that the ferry is actually let's make a greek mythology reference uh <laughs> it is a boat on the river sticks into hell and no one's talking about it and well, i put what was the deal with the why was that like 
because it, it reminds me a little of like Staten Island Ferry, like Martha's Vineyard Ferry, but maybe worse. Like what, what, what was the deal with the ferry? So much worse. So, okay. First of all, it was three hours late each time. Like oh. we, and second of all, there's no real information available at any given moment. So you really oh, just have to keep checking your ticket online. And once in a while, the ticket, to, the time just changes until two hours later. And no one's no. like saying it's been delayed. You just have to sort of like glean that information for yourself. When you go to the ferry stand in Mykonos, there is nothing around it. It's in the middle of – so one thing I wasn't expecting about the Greek islands that I went to, the Cyclades, is that they look like bedrock. Like they look like the Flintstones. It's all oh God, rocks. Cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Like if you saw the Flintstones movie with like Halle Berry and John Goodman, they Who must have – Right, they must have taken that from uh from the Greek islands because it looks exactly like that. But so it's very harsh terrain. It's not very walkable, which I also wasn't expecting because most of Europe is like super walkable. So when you're at the ferry terminal and there's nothing to do and there's nothing there, you are truly just stranded in the hot sun for like three hours while the ferry is late. So then once Oh it's, my god. Which is like fine. If that so if that was the only thing we had to deal with, with the ferry, I would have been like, sure, fair enough. Like, it's hard to get boats places on time, I'm sure. But then, so when the ferry gets there, it's – the way that you get on is not like a ticketed system. It's just they pull up the boat and tie it to the dock, which, by the way, there was one boat that pulled up twice and they would tie the rope and the rope snapped. So no. picture – that could decapitate oh – that could truly decapitate someone. Like that rope snapping back with the amount of force of a gigantic like cruise ship. And then instead of getting a new rope, they just cut off the bad part of that rope and tried again and it snapped again. It was so crazy. Yo, that's so, literally anyway, terrifying. Yeah. So when they get – when they pull the ferry up and it's time to get on, they tie it to the dock with these two lines and they open the drawbridge or whatever and – Everyone just stampedes into the loading dock and it's dark and there's no ventilation whatsoever and there's cars and scooters getting on at the same time as you, like electric scooters. So you're you're down there with 300 people, cars, SUVs, and everyone's rolling their luggage up and down the ramp. There's no railings. Like it's it's chaos. And then as soon as the last person gets on they close the ramp so then you're just stuck in the dark in the closing in the loading dock and there's like all this carbon monoxide from the cars around you <laughs> there's one guy taking the tickets so there's just a stampede of like every person you've ever seen in your life pushing each other trying to get up first then you oh get on this God. staircase that's stuck and it's just like at, at any moment you're like if there was a fire we would all fucking die in five minutes and like oh why wouldn't God. there be a fire there's like <sighs> 10 cars in this little space like what if one of these cars like exploded everyone would just fucking die so it's crazy no what once you actually find your seat well, no. Once you get in there, it's very big and roomy. But they say, oh, you can sit anywhere. And then eventually someone comes up and is like, you're in my seat. And and it's oh, like, oh, no. you can't you can't sit anywhere. The ticket attendants just don't feel like telling you where to go. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's so wow. crazy. It's such a shit show. 
It's almost like they, it's like there's some part of the like tourism bureau that's like, okay, I know. Let's make the ferry like really hard and like really mismanaged so that once they get to the islands, it's like, like, you know, emotionally, it's even more luxurious than like, and people will want to spend money and they'll be like, oh my God, I need Dramamine. Oh my God. Like, let's upgrade. We just went through hell. Like maybe it's some covert way of getting people to like spend more money once they get on the island or something. Cause it just seems like otherwise, why isn't that like, it seems like literally the biggest tourist attraction. Like it seems like where's, where's the, like, where's the ferry board? Where's the transportation department handling this? Right. It seems like they're all privately run. And like we said to one of the receptionists at one of the hotels, we were, I said, when we got off the ferry in Santorini, I was like, is there any ferry company that's not three hours late every time? And she was like, no, just no, it's so like that. And like I said, like, it's not the, like the lateness I can deal with. It sucks, but whatever. But the, the absolute lack of safety when you're getting on and off was terrifying. Like, oh my God. If you go on Reddit and search Greek ferry video, there's this video of when there was a huge storm and like a hurricane going on and there's, they still go through the whole rigmarole of like getting the people on and off. I'll send it to you because it's insane. It's just, I, it, it's a, it's a disaster waiting to happen. It really is. And I hate to say that because I don't want to manifest it, but it's really scary. And I well, think now you can make, you're not there anymore. So if other people die, who the fuck cares? You know, joking. No. Joking, it's- karma. But I will say, like, what an interesting it's it's like almost like like an obstacle, like a mental obstacle course where it's like you have to really be like, I am gonna have fun on this vacation. Like I am going to because it's like, yeah, I would be panicking. If you're sitting there on the way to Noxos thinking about carbon monoxide the whole time, it is definitely yeah. like you really are gonna have to have to talk yourself down from that ledge. Like that's, that's a good practice in like, okay, I am keeping calm. I am not imagining the worst. I am but, using my good energy and my good vibrations. Like fuck. But you're also kind of like okay, I don't think I should be keeping calm because like my instincts are saying that this is unsafe. You know, like you're just kind of right, like, okay, there, right. there's a reason why I feel unsafe and it's because this is not fucking safe. And there's also, by the way, no like social distancing, obviously. I mean that, but it <laughs> it did freak me out because I was like, okay, we actually do have to take a COVID test in order to leave the country. And like, I'm stuck in a windowless loading dock with 300 people and they're all pushing each other to get out of here at once. Oh, it was like my a god. It was like a mosh pit at the UN with no interpreters cuz no one speaks Whoa. the same language. Everyone's from different countries. It was it's it's just bedlam. But the thing is like I think what happened is the the tourism in Greece it grew too quickly for a lot mm-hmm. of different reasons. And I think this is one example where, you know, the ferry companies are like, yeah, we'll just keep like smashing more and more people in because what the hell else are we going to do? And there's just not really any regulation. So it's, you know, you when you travel to another country, you don't want to be like, this is wrong. This is bad. But that <laughs> right. just in particular, I was like, dude, some someone's going to die at some point. This is wrong. This is bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty, yeah. Pretty straightforward. So yeah. Like the whole thing is when you go to Greece, it's like, oh, island hopping. And it's not hopping. It's fucking like a slog on a like a dead sponge. You know right, what I mean? Like and island, it's- island ass dragging. 
Yeah. So I think I'm I'm really glad to drag ass to Mykonos. Right. I'm glad that we saw the three different islands because if we didn't, I would have regretted it. But I also will never do it that way again. Like next time, like like, do they all have different vibes? Like, did you notice? Like, oh wow! Like, so what's the vibe? Would you? I mean, maybe we could talk about. I don't know if anyone's interested in this, but I would like to know like what's the difference between each island? Like, where should you go for what? Okay, if people don't care, just look at the timestamps in the um, episode yeah, yeah. description and you can skip past this. But so Mykonos is like the party island. It's sort of like Ibiza of Greece and it's all gay guys also. Like especially like Old Town Mykonos, it's it's like a big gay hub. So Fabulous. yeah, it's really fun. We went to like a drag show on the beach or no, it was like on the cliffs at sunset and like just really fun stuff like that. Awesome. There's luxury shopping in the little like streets. It's the coolest thing. I love it. Mykonos was definitely my favorite one. Um, And if we go back, I think we're going to go back to Mykonos again. Noxos, the second one we went to, it was a lot more geared toward like European family vacation. It almost felt like like a Caribbean island in a way because it was really hot and really long beaches and you know it, it, the food and everything was just more like family friendly the food in Mykonos was absurdly good it was like incredible light like salads and seafood and just oh. so so good the food on Noxos was a little more like heavy sort of country food i guess chicken fingers burgers what's what's greek no, country like, food like moussaka, like it's got oh, cheese, a lot uh, of cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like beefy food, and then Naughty. yeah, and then Santorini and Noxos was a lot cheaper. So the thing about Mykonos and Santorini is they're so expensive. Yeah. But the thing is, in Mykonos, the food was so expensive, but it was so good that you were kind of like, okay, this is fair. Noxos awesome. was like a third of the price, and then Santorini was also extremely expensive. And I would say the food wasn't as good as Mykonos, but I also mm. didn't do as much research on Santorini as I did on finding restaurants in Mykonos because you have to do research. Like we we didn't book any dinners for our second leg of Mykonos when we were back because I was like, let's just like play it by ear and let, like, let me not be a psycho. And we had like the two worst experiences of the whole trip dining wise because – Everything else was amazing. It was just like the last full day. We, it, like, it, we just had shitty times because we didn't I book feel ahead. Like that's just where it's like, okay, everything that you couldn't find online as the best answer, like, you just had to write it now and you're going to cash out. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wish there, I did use a lot of different research. Like, I used a lot of CN Traveler, Condé Nast Traveler, um, Lonely Planet. Those were like the main things I tried to use and look at like TripAdvisor reviews. And they were all, they were all pretty accurate because sometimes you go to places that are recommended on like these big websites and it's just trash, but like everything. Well, was that's when it's like, really I good. always am looking at like sponsored, like even like uh, when I buy like new vibrators, the only thing I can think of where we were like <laughs> best, you know, like best <laughs> vibration, best whatever. And it's like every single one of them is like sponsored by the maker and it's like okay doesn't somebody have a podcast about just is there a website that rates these that where no one's getting paid like come on like i don't need the sponsored ads of course you think you're right. the best also like people have bad taste that's the right. other thing like or just like you know weak little clits so in my case <laughs> oh my god <laughs> jesus christ yeah but so, 
That yeah, sounds it was fabulous awesome. though. I'm so glad that you went. And did, didn't I tell you like, even though you didn't like work, like, no, this is going to breed just t- pounds of money just coming towards you because you now get that like, there's a need for you in this fucking conversation. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. And I'm definitely going to make a TikTok of all the fairy footage that we got because it's hilarious. Hell yeah. It's insane. Um, So while you were gone, I also had a major breakthrough that I've been dying to tell you about. Okay. Okay. What is it? I don't know if you guys remember, but a few eps back, Molly and I did some hard reporting on the most punk Zodiac signs. Okay. Mm -hmm, And we were mm -hmm. both shocked when we found that, you know, the data revealed that it was the Taurus uh, energy that was the most punk. And we both wouldn't have, we had the whole thing. What do we guess? What, n- never Taurus, right? Now, fast forward. Um, somebody tags me in a post and they're like, who are, you, who are the best signs first to last, right? And without even thinking about it, I was like, okay. Um, they like asked me to do it specifically. So I wrote it out, right? Then I noticed in the in the chat, they were like, what about during the apocalypse? Like in an apocalypse though, right? So then I really rethought my list and I posted an, a second list, right? Fast forward, people start, including you, commenting, wow, why is Taurus last on both lists? You're a Taurus mm-hmm. hater. You're a Taurus hater. And I was like, no. And I was really kind of defending it. I was like, they're just slow. They're just this. And now to be fair, Taurus is my whole 12th house. So I don't really have any Taurus in my chart, right? But it's a good lesson in astrology because it's my, your 12th house is your blind spot, right? So I'm like, I just don't relate to it out of whatever. So then I start looking back because I'm like, well, I don't know. That might be true. Like Molly's a Taurus, like she is a Taurus. And then I'm like, I think spicy. So I start looking through, dude, every single person who is a regular cast member on the Moonule is a motherfucking Taurus. And I was humbled. I was humbled. I mean, I I couldn't believe it. So number one, I want to apologize to you, Molly, and I want to apologize to all the girls that moon you and all the people that I've Taurus shamed in the past or just overlooked. That was my own block to love because it was in my 12th house, so I couldn't quite see it. But actually, you're my number one. I put you last yeah. on both lists. And in fact, it is the apocalypse. And you're the only people that I completely... You're, the people that have my passwords during the apocalypse are all Taurans. So I now understand astrology more deeply because now I, I see the 12th house in action, right? And I... Well, just, wait. I, also, you didn't pay attention to my presentations. Which one? The Taurus ones. I didn't or I did. You didn't. It's work hard, play hard. Well, but see, I I did. I was, no, because I I loved that because it was like, you have to drink or else you're going to be like evil, basically. We were like pro drinking for Tarans. But Mm -hmm. it's not that I didn't listen. It's that it's, it's, no, here's what it is. It's that like, you know, when you just, it's hard. How do I put it? Like, I didn't want to know. Like, I had it Mm. in my mind that I had a certain opinion about Tarans and like, I like because even without even without the presentation, every single person that I'm best friends with is a fucking Taurus. I was just like not even I was like skipping over it in my mind. Like I wasn't even putting any sort of thought or talents into it. And, and do you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, but that's the Taurus part of it. We don't even count that. Like I'm not even kidding. Like I, I don't even I have like no relationship with Taurus other than like, I don't know, kind of slow. Don't you know, don't really get it. And now I'm like, whoa. 
And I'm like, wow, this is what happens. Like, you know, those sayings where it's like someone can only love you as deeply as you love yourself or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, whoa, I, I, it's revealed to me that I have been blocked and I'm in the ways that I would be quote unquote blocked are in all the Taurus ways, right? Like, and, and that's why I work with so many Taurans because you guys actually do the thing that I feel is so far away from me. But then because my own blocks to tar and love, I didn't even appreciate it. So it's like when I, when I zoomed out and I was like, whoa, it is the apocalypse. Every single person that I'm betting my life on, literally betting my life on, I put everything into this like moon crew and like creating a network for us. That's like all I think about, all I do. Every single one of you is a motherfucking tar. So two things. Number one, I apologize, Tarns. Number two, I'm open I'm open to love. Uh, that's not really same thought, I guess, actually. Number one, I'm sorry, Tarns, and I'm open to tar and love, and I'm open to money and receiving luxury and having things be slow and sensual. So, like, here for it, okay? Number two, I want to declare officially, because what is more punk during the apocalypse than the motherfucking moonule? Taurus is indeed the most punk sign. Yes, Taurus is the most punk sign, but also, for me as a Taurus moon, what am I showing you that you don't know? Because I feel like, I, you're the one who's always telling me to be more Taurus-esque, which is like, you have to relax in order to create your work. Like, that's the biggest thing I learned about Taurus during my presentation is that they have bull mode and cow mode. So yeah, yeah. a Taurus is, so I texted you while I was in Greece and I was like, Greece is the Taurus country. It yeah. is good. Like, so the first hotel we stayed at, every person working there was working all day long and they like we were there for five days and we saw the same people almost every single day. And I was like, Jesus yes. Christ, their, their hours are insane. I feel like such an asshole for being here. Like, but then we were talking to them and it's like, they all live in Athens and this is basically the only work they do. They work for the summer and then they basically have like a lot of the year off or they work not oh, nearly yeah. as hard the rest of the year. So it's like a, it's like a six months on four months. No, that's the wrong amount of months. Eight months off four months on oh my god way better ratio but so that's taurus life but like greece had the financial crisis a few years ago also tarring yeah they were just like we're not paying taxes we're not doing this like it's so stupid we're already working why do we have to give you our money which is why the ferries don't work but it's also like a good point so during the financial crisis they voted against raising the retirement age from 55 to 65. That is fucking hilarious. So it's basically they were like, like, no, we're just going to keep it low. Yeah. It was like, you're going to get kicked out. We're done. We're done early. Yeah. It was like, (laughs) you're going to get kicked out of the EU because you owe everyone so much money. So if you guys just work until you're 65, which every other country in the world does, like you can pay off those debts and they were like no we're no they yeah. retire at 55 that is actually this this whole thing you're right Greece is Tarin. We should look up the like astrology of Greece because all all yes. places have their own charts but no this is the most tar shit I ever heard in my life and and here's the thing right because I'm so averse. And I want to say real quick, they work hard oh, as shit. They work harder than anyone in the world. It's just that they also insist on the break that they want to have. That's it. That's the, that's so the like, thing. Well, it's almost like, like, like t- television production lifestyle. Yes. Where it's like, I'll do 16 hour days for four months and I'm going to ride that money out for the rest of the year and then do one production. You know, it's like the people that are right. like, 
you know, like PAs for big movies and like that's sort of it. And they don't, they don't have like aspirations, but they're like, yeah, I'll just work and then not work. Yeah, it's like a literal bull doing crazy shit like for insane hours and working so, so hard. And then they go into cow mode and just sit and drink under a tree, which is great. We should like, why can't we all do that? I think we should. I think we I think we could start doing that today. I'm fine with that. And um, let me just find a Isn't that already you, though? You're good at that. Actually, you really (laughs) relax. You're always on the clock. That's the thing. Yeah, well, okay, so when you were describing it, you were like, yeah, but they work seven days a week. I was like, Molly, so do we, but we do it in the pool. We do it while we're stoned. We do it while we're, you know what I mean? Like, so I actually feel like I'm, and it's interesting in my progress chart, I now am, I have just Taurus is now really in my chart for the first time and now I'm waking up to it and Uranus is going retrograde. And so there's all these interesting Taurus things I'm realizing. But even for you, when I was giving you that advice, it was actually less for your Taurus moon because I just ignore it. It was more because of your Pisces rising, because it's mm-hmm. like if you Virgo yourself out of using your intuition, you will get things done. But that, like Virgo's art by algorithm, Pisces is like divine inspiration. So yeah. for me, what I'm thinking, Molly needs to like just surrender and relax. It's like a little bit for the Taurus moon, but it's mostly for to, to so that you're relaxed enough to like get the divine wisdom that like spirit like the fact that you were so early on horse horse girl summer is like not that I didn't already know that you were psychic but like you're so fucking psychic and I, so I'm like she just needs to like lay back into it right but now I'm like oh my god like yeah the key to Taurus energy is just I think in for everybody just noticing it right because it's almost mm-hmm. like like Aries is so fire. It's so like, you know, it's that first primal energy. And then really Taurus is actually the most divine of the divine feminine because it's basically just the, the first iteration of like, okay, man is, you know, Aries, man, masculine. Next is Taurus feminine. And it's sort of like the baseline safety net of the Zodiac, right? It's like that first level of deeper feminine care and wisdom and earth and it's and it's Gaia right even like I was thinking oh wow wait 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 wait, wait. also with Greece they later they literally like helped give birth to civilization and that's such a Taurus trait I cannot even believe I did not think of that whoa yeah like they we look at the asteroids they're like Greek and Roman asteroids right this is actually like where a lot of the mythology comes from yeah and it's like Okay, we Nick and I were joking one day about something that just wasn't functioning to like, you know, what we're used to in Greece. And Nick was like, I was like, yeah, well, you know what? They invented all of mythology, which is the blueprint of modern literature and religion. They did everything. And Nick was like, yeah, they're basically just like, we invented viaducts. Fuck off. Like, we're done. We did it all. (laughs) We did it already. And like, they're still kicking. They're still fine. Like, in our eyes, they had a financial crisis. But like, I don't think they cared as much as the rest of the EU did. (laughs) Greece basically invented civilization. And then now if they want to peace out for a little bit, that's fine. And no one seems... Everyone is more concerned about it than Greece seems to be. I feel the exact same way. Everyone is like, aren't you worried that you're like living in a constant financial crisis? And I'm just like, no, I'm ancient. Yeah. That's like literally exactly how I feel. Like I've already done it. I'm not afraid. And like, yeah, no, I'm not in a crisis. I'm, I actually feel wealthy and safe. So I don't know. What's wrong with you? Why do you think I'm in a crisis? And so, well, you're overdraft. It's like, yeah, but money flows. It's made up. I saw, I saw them invent it. (laughs) 
I saw them invent it. Yeah. Please, like I, I remember. I've been around <laughs> since it was an acorn. And right. so shut up. Right. Before there was before there was paper money, I, there was money. <laughs> All right. She got that money pussy. Anyway, LOL. Should we move to our <laughs> to the celeb news? I guess so. I have so much else to tell you, but I guess we could just do that in a private convo because yes, people are here for the trash. I know. Okay. Well, let's just say what you what do you think now about the Tauruses going into the apocalypse? I can't live without you. You're my number one picks. I will do everything in my life to continue to to give the Taurans all of the space and time they need because actually you are the earth I stand on. I'm a Gemini rising. So without without the Taurans, I would not have created anything over this past pandemic had it not been. I'm, no, do you understand? Like, like, like ninety eight percent of the people who are regulars at the Moonul have either their sun, moon, or rising. In Taurus, even the people that just come as like part of the community, it's all fucking Taurans. And if they're not, they're like Scorpio risings or it's like I am now and it's the timing is so beautiful because the nodes are about to shift into Taurus and Scorpio. So this is like the wake up call I needed, like as we're supposed to be starting to focus on Taurus more than Gemini after this year, I was sort of like, whatever, that's I literally was thinking like, well, that cycle is not even going to count for me. Like I've been checking. I've been like actively of like, like not even avoiding, I've been actively like pushing away in, in, in like, I literally haven't even been acknowledging Taurus as existing. It's so weird. But now I'm like, I'm reborn. I can't live without you, Taurans. I love you so much. And I do think it's going to heal all of what you all perceive as my money issues to be, even though I am totally relaxed because I invented money before, you know what I mean? Like I was using, you know, I was just going to, you know, I was using tortilla chips before that was again not a good example but like I just yeah I just I get it now I'm abundant I'm into luxury and I cannot no the Tarans are my number one priority on earth and I'm so ready to be punk with you motherfuckers yes yes that's what it is about it's about saying that luxury isn't for people with worldly wealth it's for people who don't give a fuck and just choose choose what they want to value and what they want to be luxurious 100%. 100%. Yeah, luxury is about values, not about it, it it includes money, but it's not about money. It's actually about making sure that you are actually consistently giving yourself that feminine support, which is just to say like take care of yourself, follow your intuition and create life. <laughs> yes, beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Courtney, speaking of some pretty t- creating life no like speaking <laughs> of like mom taurus energy the girl who hates working more than any other celebrity probably active right now courtney <laughs> kardashian and but she does i mean like a bull she carried that show on her back with her relationship relationship drama and then when she doesn't want to do it anymore she says no and so she's got some really fun drama this week what were you gonna say well, I was just going to tell them what the drama was, but then I'm like, you're going to be better at this than me. So you tell them about the drama. <laughs> LOL. Well, does she have any Taurus in her chart? Well, it's interesting, actually. So her, the Taurus in her chart is she has her Chiron in Taurus. So her wound is in Taurus, which also means ultimately it's her superpower. So it's almost like the way that you would like when Courtney, when when they say, Courtney, what's your passion? And she's like lifestyle. And you're like, wow, this bitch has no literally doesn't mean anything. It's like saying it doesn't mean air. And and then you realize, right. Literally lifestyle, right? Like, what is that? Like a living. Okay. (laughs) So 
So, but then it's like, oh, but actually that Taurus becomes her superpower because in the way of like, okay, the other girls want to have businesses and I don't, and that might be like a pain point. At the same time, now she, because she's taken such a hard stance on really doing nothing, she is that Taurus mother. She is that Taurus lays in the day, like lays in the grass, do what I want, don't rush me thing. And she actually has a relationship that seems to be really loving and based on genuine like enjoyment of each other's company she also has tons of fucking money so it doesn't really matter and she is living her values like i think she probably had issues growing up going like well the girls like want to have like empires and like i really don't but now there's a healing i think that's happening for her where she's realizing whether i have an empire or not i'm still going to be that rich get paid and now that i'm really safe in love i'm gonna make money on it and so i think it's like i think she's having a real taurus rebirth yeah and i think that her having her chiron and taurus makes a lot of sense because she is constantly like crying on television about not wanting to work it's clearly right. a sore point for her and she and because of her having her airy son you know she's so blunt and actually honestly i would say mean to everyone and I was on. She's mean, yeah. Yeah, I was on um, Housewives and Me, the Irish Housewives fanatic Connor Bean's podcast, and I talked about this with him. Cool. We talked a lot about astrology behind reality TV and how, like, she is such an Aries because oh. she just and he did the best impersonation of her that I've ever seen, let alone from a non-American. So everyone, go check that out because it was a really fun episode with or without an Irish accent, or did he do an American accent? It was a spot on Courtney K. Southern California accent. It was amazing. Oh hell yeah! But yeah, so, I love talent. I know he's so good, but so. You know, she's got this Taurus Chiron and she is having such a hard time manifesting her like work life balance into what she wants it to be. And it manifests itself as just insulting everyone else on the show and like crying. (laughs) But literally, yeah, but it seems like she's doing better now. So what happened this week, which I didn't even believe it was real when I first saw it. So Courtney and Travis were in Venice for the Dolce & Gabbana. um, I think it was the Altamoda show. It was just a big fashion show. A million celebs were in attendance. It was very interesting to see Courtney get invited to like a capital F fashion event because normally she isn't. She's gone to Paris Fashion Week with Kim. But for the most part, like she and Chloe are the two sisters that we don't think we're ever going to see at the Met Gala. So – It's interesting to see that Travis has sort of raised Courtney's stock in that way. I think they are so the couple of the moment and they are so like harping. Well, fake punk, pop punk. They are the harbingers of this (laughs) pop punk revival revival that we're seeing this summer. And and that has boosted them enough to be on Dolce & Gabbana's radar, which of course Dolce & Gabbana is very problematic, but we won't get into that. But so they were in (laughs) – Venice and she's there's this all these photos of them being super coupley there's one photo where she's literally like spread eagle on top of him and he's like grabbing her ass in a gondola making out it's hilarious so allegedly Scott Disick it's funny because he didn't even send an Instagram post of it he found the photo on Getty and screenshot it <laughs> that's a really fun detail right to 100 percent, like he's over there like it's doing in hell he's like he's on gettyimages.com <laughs> yeah. keeping up with he's like, well, that, he's like looking for them yeah exactly he has a google alert like yeah. set for them so so he sent a picture of this getty photo to Eunice benjima who was courtney's ex after scott 
And he said, bro, with a bunch of O's. He's like, what is this girl doing in the middle of Italy? Right. And it's like, okay, first of all, it's not really the middle. It's the Northeast. Second of all, it's like, <laughs> it's not. I mean, what a dumb point. What a dumb point. Like, right. what do you mean it's the middle of Italy? First of all, if you're going to be like making passionate love on a lake somewhere, it seems like Italy would actually be what you're doing. Like, you're going there to do that, right? Right. But it's like, what difference can you believe this bro in Arkansas? Can you believe this bro in Tallahassee? Can you believe this bro in Switzerland? It's like, that is such a non factor of what he was like, man. Yeah. He's just like, we're seeing his wheels turning and he's literally just like in a panic. He's, he's just like rummaging in the basement for some detail that makes this not okay. And it's like, Scott, what it was okay when you guys were on the show making out, it was okay when she was pulling your child out of her birth canal with her bare hands. You guys were on TV. That's way, that's way worse than a private vacation in Italy, bro. Bro. Yeah. With 10 O's. Like he, there was the one episode. Do you remember the episode when he wants to, uh, have anal sex and she says no. (laughs) And she's like, okay, if I can do it to you, then we can do it. And she buys a strap on and wears it and starts taunting oh, him, yeah. running him, running around, chasing him. Like he was okay with it when he was making a paycheck from it. But now that no. she's doing it like not for pay, well, it is elevating her brand. So it is going to help her business event immensely. But like now it's not okay. So he sent that to Eunice and Eunice reposted it. And what did Eunice say? I think this was very savage on behalf of Eunice, who, by the way, is a Taurus sun. Oh, he's a Taurus sun? And they both have Taurus Mercuries. Wow. That's crazy. Wait, what's Mercury? Communication? Thinking, communicating. It's like how you, th- how you think, how you process things, and how you speak, how you communicate. That's crazy. He said, yo, is this chick okay? That's what he said. Okay, is this chick okay? <laughs> uh, actually, she's more than okay, bro. Why are yeah. you okay? That is like the most severe projecting I've ever seen. Right. Like, yeah, she's clearly okay. Courtney and Travis are pictured in a gondola um, in Venice with her ass hanging out of like her really cute green outfit, making out with him. She's straddling him, making out with him. It's a hilarious photo. And how anyone could look at that and not just be like, go ahead, guys, is, you know. Right. It's like, obviously, they're just like two people in love and like, if, if anybody has a problem with it other than her ex-boyfriends, it's it's just like, oh, you're a loveless bitch. Right. And it's like the last week of the second summer of this horror show pandemic. Like, let's let people have fun. Let's let people have a good time. You know, like, we got to just, like, take the wins where we can and kind of, like, shut out everything that's not going on within, like, a three-mile radius of ourselves and our loved ones because – all of us knowing about this stuff and well, that's stressing what is what not I always helping. Say. Like when people, well, when people, always, people will ask certain questions, and it's like, look, I think we should all be responsible and do our part. But like at the end of the day, to me, it's more interesting to like build the future than it is to like just allow this present moment to like fuck up my life. It's like if let's just build a sustainable future, and like it, like the world will catch up to the future we build. Wow. Okay, that's a thinker. Deep. Deep, deep. Very deep. So, okay, speaking of sustainable deep. future, uh, this has nothing to do with sustainable future. This this is about a toxic past, let's say that. So he sends him the screenshot of literally the photo agency's photo of this. It's actually the font of the Daily Mail, I'm now noticing. So he's he is reading Daily Mail articles about this, which is really a fun detail. And he wrote, yo, is this chick okay? 
bro, like, what is this? In the middle of Italy. So then Eunice writes back, doesn't matter to me as long as she's happy. P.S. I ain't your bro. Honestly, best response ever. (laughs) And then he wrote a second little post. Eunice wrote, um, couldn't miss this one. He'd been playing around for too long. Tried to say, wait, okay, this doesn't make sense. Is, uh... French is his first language, if I if I am correct with that. He wrote, couldn't miss this Fair one. Not. He'd been playing around for too long, tired to stay quiet and be the nice guy. So that must be tried. Back to tried, work. Tried, tried, autocorrect. Yeah. Back to work now, 10 k.m. with a picture of a guy running and then a timestamp of 5.24 a.m. So I guess he's also kind of saying, Scott, go work on yourself the way that I am. Whoa, I love this. I know. I mean, really interesting because what – well, we're talking about all the Taurus energy, right? So it's like both Scott and Eunice have their Mercury's in Taurus, but Scott's son is in Gemini and Taurus and Eunice's son is in Taurus. So it's almost like the, this is the difference between like they're both a little bit slow on the uptake in terms of like the, the precious gem that Courtney is. But then mm. it, when it comes to like their energy about it, Scott is like panicking. He's like, oh no, oh no. And and Eunice, in that true Tarn fashion, is like, whatever, bro, enjoy your life. Like, let's not, like, wow, I, let's not, like, go crazy. I love that. And you had mentioned that we're moving from Gemini node into a Taurus node in this upcoming year. Yeah. What a great yep. time for us all to be moving from that frenetic, manic, chaotic Gemini energy, which is great for some things. But, like, as of right now in this world, like, stressing about every single thing that's going on. We got to get more into the Taurus zone. Oh, that is so true. And it's interesting because it's like what I'm seeing is how perfect the astrology plays into – like I'm really – understanding how like I mean this sounds sorry if I'm way out there but like how culture develops because (laughs) it's like okay it was the pandemic the north node was in Gemini so what did it do it had us focusing on looking towards our neighbors and our communities and figuring out what you know who we want to communicate with what we want to talk about we're watching out for each other we're knocking on someone's door for a roll of toilet paper right like so this is like that's that north node in Gemini we're listening to each other's stories we're getting more connected but like you said it's a little bit like Okay, well, now it's like we're, we're on round two, season two of Corona. Here we are in the Delta, the Delta Islands. And, you know, I think it's going to be like, okay, well, this didn't happen. This didn't end as fast as we wanted it to or whatever. So now it's going to be like, how do we get comfortable and how do we build businesses, whether the world goes quote unquote back to normal or not? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this is the next iteration of reshaping the way that we think in general, because we're now going to actually think about business and comfort and luxury and safety differently. Yeah. Well, hopefully, because clearly what we've been doing has not been working. So, right. So I, and last thing I'll say is the Taurus energy before when it was more highlighted, like this is the first time the node has been there in like, you know, 18 years or will be there in 18 years. But for the most part, Taurus is associated, like I think part of why I don't relate to it on some level is like Taurus is the banking systems. It's the stock market. It's, you know, so when we're talking about like the next evolution, yeah, Taurus is, Taurus rules finance and it rules, it literally even like the astrology of Wall Street. That's why there's that big bull and there's bull markets and bear markets. It's like bull and Taurus has traditionally been 
Wall Street finances, whatever. So it's interesting too, because like it's funny. I was on a call with someone the other day. We were talking about like crypto and whatever, and then I was like, "Wait, could I do like a moon a moonual coin?" And they're like, "Yeah." So now I'm like, "Oh my god, we could do a moonual coin, and we can just build build our own economy." And it's like, "Yeah," and it's like, "Whoa, that's North Node in Taurus shit." Like once you know what your economy is and who your community is, then you can build a currency that that supports it. Wow, that's very interesting as well. These are very high level ideas that you're bringing up. No, I, we have so much to discuss. I've been I've I'm in the zone. Yeah. This is because you're back in the Northeast right now. I can't tell you how, even though the weather is shitty and I didn't bring any of the right clothes, I want to like stay in Boston an extra week. Now I'm like, oh, I can't live in Florida full time. Like, because I went to college here too. And Mm -hmm. it just, I have this wonderful sensation of like, I'm like remembering learning and like, I don't know. It's just, it's just like connecting me to the intellectual part of me again. And Mm. I now really have committed even more deeply to being a a digital nomad. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Florida is, yeah, yeah, you can't be that hot all the time. You got to be serious once in a while. Dude, to wear a sweatshirt is such a gift. I know. I know. I love my sweatshirt. I love my sweatshirts, especially because we've made so many good ones. I want to wear them. Yeah, they are really good. I I couldn't wear any of our merch in Greece because it was too hot. Right. Except that hat, dude. Oh yeah, the that hat. one hat. Oh my god, you looked. I like was like, okay, I'll start working out. Like what? I was blown away. I was like, she's so fucking hot. Oh my god, thank you. We were at <laughs> this place, Scorpios. It's like the. Oh my god, did I send you the picture I took of Nick when I spotted the constellation Scorpio? Oh my god, yes, love. <laughs> I was like, Nick, Nick, get in front of this part of the sky because Scorpio is right behind you. And then I took the picture and it's just a flash in his face. It's really funny. Dude, no, one of the greatest tragedies of my life is that there's really no way to like photograph the moon or the constellations, even when they are crystal clear in the sky. I know. The I spotted the Scorpio Fuck. constellation like three nights in a row and I had never that's really amazing. spotted it before. So that's really interesting, right? But anyway, so I really liked Travis Barker's response to this. He posted a Instagram screenshot of the face of Ray Liotta laughing really hard in Goodfellas after... Um, <laughs> after Joe Pesci is like, what am I a clown to you? What am I a funny? Ha ha. And then Ray Liotta is like laughing really, really hard. He posted that, which is just so good. I mean, I feel that like, to me, the only thing that bothers me about Travis is that he looks a little bit like chemotherapy vibes. Like right he, now. I just, he looks sick to me. Yeah. Lately, something, he seems very, very skinny. Maybe she's got him on gluten-free. I don't know. Like he, and now yeah, that there's something going on with the amount of food he's actually ingest. I'm not saying he has an eating disorder, but like, yeah, he just looks very frail, but I love that response. And, you know, if we're talking about the opposite of Eunice, you know, Travis has his South node in Taurus, but his sun, North node, Mercury, and Uranus are all in Scorpio. Oh. So he's just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like that little troll gif. <laughs> I love that. I love him so much. How long has he been hiding that he's fully bald and none of us noticed? Well, because, well, right. I guess maybe that's why I think he looks sick, I think. Because he's got the haircut. Aside from the weight. He's got the tattoo of hair. Like That got, is hilarious. Like a tattoo helmet. Wow, he's funny as shit. I really like him. But I, I think that he was just so in that like – Fred Durst baseball cap look for so long that, yeah. you know, sort of like he's youthful. I think Courtney has really like set him free. I think they've set each other free. 
Yeah. I, I, I mean, the same way that their relationship is elevating them in the eyes of the fashion world, it is elevating her in the eyes of me, which is very sexist of me. Like, I never really liked Kim until Kanye started dating her. And now I'm, this well, is happening know, to me again, and I, I feel bad. Here's the thing. I don't know if it's necessarily, let me reframe this because while obviously this is very sexist of you, um, yeah. I don't think it is, I could argue that it isn't only because it's not about the men approving them. I think it's number one that love brings out, like when you're really in good relationships, it brings out the best parts of you and it mm. lets you become this like higher version of expression of yourself because you're tuned into the energy of love. So I think it's not, it's like, it's not because like those guys like, you know, co-signed these girls and revamped their image. It's because in being in relationship with the right partner, everything just clicked. I mean, even you, that bathing suit picture of you, I, you know, I've been, we've been through a lot of seasons of summers where you've had lots of different boyfriends together. And I got to tell you, <laughs> you have never looked as hot as you did in the Greek islands. Thank it's not you. because Nick made Molly hotter. It's because love made Molly hotter. That could be true. Nick also finally learned how to take candid photos of me this trip. And he actually. Uh, whoa, a huge win for the team. Huge. Very good news. I know. This is very good news. Lifestyles of the rich in Uranus. We finally have a candid boyfriend photographer. Finally. And it's great. And I think part of it was because we met this other couple on this like day boat cruise that we did. And the they were the opposite of us. So the girl hated Instagram and the guy was super into it. And me and the guy were like oh, taking wow. all these videos and like collabing. And I was like, see Nick, like he's so good at it. And then Nick was like, Ooh, yeah. So I think that kind of helped. It gave him the little boost he needed to feel like it's a cool dude thing to like take pics of your girlfriend. That's huge, man. What a context shift for Nick. I, I really am proud of him. Welcome to the fun. Welcome to the fun house, Nick. Can't wait <laughs> to see your post. I thought his stories were more lively than ever. I know. He was really good at it. And he was taking a lot of like uh, more atmospheric stuff, which I didn't really do. Very much so. Yeah. No, I feel like the reason I even like understood fully the, which I was surprised that it wasn't more you actually, but like he's a good partner for you. No, and it's also very Scorpio though, like showing the interiors, mm -hmm. right? Like, but he, the reason I saw all your hotel rooms was because of his stories and not, you know what I mean? It's like he, this guy videoed every hotel room, every infinity pool, every balcony. He made sure that we saw the, the landscape. Yeah. And I just like tried hard to be funny so that I wouldn't alienate people, but I think I still alienated <laughs> people. So I should have well, just, you know, embraced the luxury. I should have taken my own advice for the trip and been like, you know what? I'm having a fucking great trip and I'm going to show it off. But instead I was like, maybe if I make stupid faces, people won't unfollow me, you know? Well, okay. So like, this is my big question though. So like I... And maybe this is not the right time for this, but like, what do you mean you alienated people? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, nobody likes vacation Instagram. It's annoying to people. Mm. It's like... Oh, that's interesting. I guess I live my life so much on vacation that I don't even think about that. But yeah. right, it's like... Oh, interesting. So you're like, everyone's back at work, back at school. No one wants to see that I'm living it up here in the aisles. Yeah. But actually, right. Wow. Interesting. So I don't need to get over that. I know. And I don't, I don't want to ever post stuff that makes it seem like I'm being braggy. But then at the same time, like, obviously I am being braggy. Otherwise I wouldn't be sharing it. Wait, this is a great segue. Well, but I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that you're being braggy. I think it's that 
it's fun to share. Like it's, it's nice to, when you're, especially when you're doing something really cool, you want to be like, yeah, check it out. I love that you shared because I've never seen Greece before. Like you guys made it me feel like I was there and now I have an opinion about Greece, which I would have never had before. Well, that's because you're like mentally healthy, but this is a really good, um, this is a really good segue into this other thing I wanted you to talk. I wanted to talk to you about. I was listening to this podcast today called, what's it called? It's not called Under the Influence. I guess it is. It's a, it's called Under the Influence, and it's about mom influencers. And I haven't listened to the full first season, but I a bonus episode popped up on my podcast app today, and it, the title of it was I Wiped My Kids from My Instagram. So it is really interesting because everyone, I think, has an opinion on like parents posting their kids on Instagram. This woman decided to do a whole – season of podcasting on like the economics, like a deep dive of mommy Instagram. So she had this woman on today who had this really strange thing happen to her. And the same thing happened to the host. So both of these women, their babysitters were out with their kid on the playground. And I think they live in completely different areas of the country, of the US. Out with their kid, babysitter out with kid on playground. And this random woman comes up to them and says, oh my gosh, is that so-and-so? I'm friends with her mom. They recognized the kid from Instagram and pretended that they were an old friend of the mom and tried to get the babysitter to give up the mom's contact information. Oh my God. So now these two women are both like, they didn't really delve into why the hell would someone do this? I think it's probably just for networking. I think it's a really weird clumsy way of being like, oh, I know that this kid's mom is an influencer, so I want to get her phone number so I can pitch her something or be her friend. Totally. But what they ended up talking about is like they both ended up wiping their kids almost completely off of their Instagram. Well, I mean, it's it does sound like the beginning of a Law & Order episode. Right. It's so scary and crazy. So scary. Yeah. And so like – but then they were also having this conversation about like – why do we post our kids on Instagram? It's clearly just because we want validation that like our kids are cute or whatever. Well, I don't think so. I think it's because it's changed, right? So like when um, there's this, there's this family that I love. I think I send everybody the videos no one watches, but they're called the McClure twins. I've been watching these videos for the last, I think seven years because they are seven years old. But the reason <laughs> that it got started was because, you know, it was just like r- regular people on Instagram and like, for the most part, social media when it started was just like checking up with your friends and family, like yeah. actually like showing showing the growth. Like my my grandmother's checking Instagram to see where I'm at. Like people, you know, that was what it was. Now it's evolved into this like business platform yeah. and, a, and a media platform in it of itself. And I think that that's where it, the shift happened, where it was like, because it's like the reason people are posting their kids before is because it was like, oh, I have 30 followers and there's everybody I know from the PTA and a few people from high school. And that, yeah, I'll show you the track, the, you know, my children growing up. It's like a connection thing. But then when you become famous, it I, I get where people are like hiding their kids' faces, you know, where celebrities are hiding their kids' faces. I totally get that. Yeah. Like I've said for years that I don't think I'll post pictures of my kids on Instagram when I have kids. But also this is where it gets changed. But this goes back to that like Dax Shepard, Prince Harry conversation because it's like actually – paparazzi like if you're as famous as we know that you're going to be thank you trashlings for helping us achieve (laughs) but it's like when you're a star even if you keep your kids off instagram 
unless you are like walking them out of the secret back door into like the bat cave every day to drive, you know, paparazzi is going to follow you. So like I sort of do get where paparazzi shooting kids is a problem. Yeah, but when you are blasting out images of your own kids over and over and over again you're sort of like imprinting their image on people's memory oh yeah you know what yeah. i mean and people are forming an yeah. opinion of your kids like i actually have stand-up jokes about this how like i used to think all babies were beautiful until people started posting pictures of their babies on instagram because oh my god molly that's so funny because you see them and you start noticing the differences and like ranking them and you're like oh that one's weird like I used to think babies all looked the same you know so you the person that was like I think that baby needs Botox are you the, yes the person that, that was like that to me? <laughs> two weeks ago or something but it's just oh also by the way I I said two weeks ago when we were talking about body image stuff that there's not that many good looking people in the world uh I rescind that because there are so many like absurdly oh hot people in Greece. I felt like a troll monster oh, the entire time, but it also kind of helped me because I was like, okay, there are so many tens all around me. They're all on the same vacation as me. None of them are famous. I don't think they're like any happier than I am. So it kind of helped. You kind of felt hot by association. No, I just felt like it doesn't solve all your problems to be a 10. Oh, wow. Like, whoa. You know? I don't know if that yes, audio is horrible. I was just doing a little clap for Molly, but I'm in this weird conference room, so I actually should be talking quieter because there's an echo. But Molly, that is real growth, you well, fucking asshole. Don't, go? don't speak too soon because I would still trade. I would trade 10 IQ points <laughs> for being a 10. I would still. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know what's fucking hilarious, Molly? The one Moonyul that you missed ever, I have to send it to you. Paula did a fabulous like body yeah. acceptance workshop. I need to see that. You gotta watch it. And then I would like to know what you think. Because it's like the one thing, like on a soul level, you were like, I'm getting out of here for this one. Like, I don't, yeah. don't do not yeah, do not make me comfortable in this meat sack. I want to fix it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have real issues. And but yeah, that was the thing. In Greece, there were so many, so many hot people. It was absurd. And it was like, if you look at the like I would look at the geo tag for everywhere we were going on Instagram just if I wanted to see what it looked like or what the food was like. And it was just a hundred hot people who look perfect under the like those are the most popular photos. And it's just like, okay. This actually gets boring and like, I don't know. Also, it was really funny because we were waiting for, we were waiting to check in on our British Airways flight yesterday and this girl was checking in who had on Louis Vuitton tracksuit, Louis bag. There's just more, there's more designer luggage in the Mykonos airport 
than you will ever see in your life. Whoa. And I was like, wow, Nick, look at her outfit. She looks so awesome. And Nick is like, yeah, but she's also checking in for EasyJet, which is like notoriously the worst airline oh, no. in the entire world. But then I was like, okay, she's probably looking at us like, wow, they used BA and all of their luggage is like budget brand. What idiots. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, she probably thinks the same right. thing. Like, we're stupid well, for flying. Well, it's such a Taurus lesson, though. It's just what you were saying about Taurus, yeah. which is like value and luxury and worth is all in the eye of the beholder. It is. It is. But so on this topic of the, the, the moms posting on Instagram, I just found it really, really interesting. And I think everyone should listen. It's called Under the Influence. And I don't know. I think the thing, the thing about posting your kids on Instagram versus a third party posting them and publishing what they look like once in a while, even if that's just like your mother-in-law, is that when you are posting your kids on Instagram, it's – you are the one – commodifying them and everyone can kind of tell why you might be doing it because it's like mm. even if it just comes down to the fact that and I think this is probably a very real phenomenon too you're a new mom and you're not feeling great about your looks so you ha- the only way to feed the Instagram beast is to post pictures of your kids yeah like I think that it is worth examining like why do pe- why do we post anything? We post everything just to put out this version of ourselves that we want the world to see. And like one of the moms on the podcast was like, "Oh, I stopped posting pictures of my kids, and it made me play with. It made me have more fun when I played with them because I wasn't thinking about which moments would be good pictures." And I was like, "That is insane. Mm. That like that would even yeah. take over your time with your kids to that extent, you know." It's really interesting. I mean, I do think it's like, right, I think like as social media has evolved, our relationship too continues to evolve because I'm even thinking for myself like, well, why do I post what I post? And it's pretty much all just for like, instead of email marketing, I basically put it on Instagram. Like, it's like, that's my email list and I'm just always promoting whatever I'm doing and sharing what I'm doing. But like, I don't have that much desire to share. Like when I'm not promoting something, I'm not really into social media. Like I don't, I've never really like, been in, into it, right? Like, yeah. So, so if, but, but it's like, as it's become a bigger part of my business, I, I think about it more and more now. So, right. I, I, I sort of like the idea in my own life. Like, if I ever do have children, yeah, I, I don't have a desire to like make them famous via my account. That's for goddamn sure. And I don't know. I think it's interesting too, because I think it goes both ways. Like, there was a story that came out a few years ago. I don't know if you remember this, but this woman and her husband had a like sort of a, an alias porn account. And so they had kids, they had a regular Instagram. They, you know, they were a family, but then they had like a secret only fans type of thing where mm. they were doing like a lot of cock stuff. And like, you know, she was a really naughty hot wife or whatever. And then somebody, I think that went to the kid's school outed her. Oh no. And the kids started getting, you know, like fucking harassed because her mom is like, their mom's a secret porn star, right? So I think this issue kind of goes both ways when it ta- when we're talking about like, how does the, you know, because I, I think even when we're growing up, we're like, well, this is something I would never tell my grandma or like this is something yeah. I would never tell my mom, right? But now that we're on the internet as such a big part of how we like show up in the world, right? Like being online is sort of now equivalent to showing up in the world, especially because we're not allowed to go out in the world, right? right? So it's really like hard because like how do you manage like what people do and don't 
see. And it's like, if people do see it on some level, you're also hurting, like you're growing your band, you're growing your business, but then you're also like hurting, you know, your own sense of safety or your own sense of like, you know, sovereignty or autonomy or whatever. So it's, it's a really tricky, it's a really interesting, like, you know, um, just moment that we're in. And especially if we're talking about the nodes, right? So Gemini has us all thinking about like connecting and listening to each other's stories and like, oh, here's what's going on. Taurus does come down to like essential safety. So we may start to see like part of why I'm even more behind the moon rule than I ever was before is because I'm like, wow, the value of creating like an actual with boundary private community where we're all centered around having the same, like we're all committed to having the same conversation, the same interests actually does solve this broader social media problem because it's private. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And I think the thing that we all forget is the minute you let the genie out of the bottle, which is the genie being any piece of content that you're posting on any Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, OnlyFans, whatever, it becomes public property and, and it becomes everybody's right to form an opinion on that. And you can't right. stop that from happening. So people are, even if people aren't saying something negative about that picture of your kid, they might be thinking something messed up about your kid or they might be like, God, this lady's so annoying. All she posts is her kids. Like it's, it's just, you can't, I don't know. I just feel like keep kids off of it until they have to be on it because it's a pyramid scheme. Social media is a pyramid scheme. It is not for our benefit. It's for the benefit of the companies. And it's like, yeah, as an advice, we're like advertising to us. Right. And I don't know. I just feel like I opted in in high school with MySpace and I've wanted to get off ever since. So like why, why put a kid on it? I don't know. But I also, by the time I have a kid, I'm sure that I'm going to eat my words and I'm going to be the most annoying person in history on Instagram with my kid. Well, and actually it's interesting too, not to, not to whatever, but to bring it back to the Kardashian conversation and on, on the yes. side of all of this is there, Courtney literally birthed Penelope on TV or whatever. Was it Mason? It was Penelope? Mason. Like, yeah. So, so it's like, that is this other extreme where it's like, they are, we know what those kids look like. We know what they act like. We know what their little voices sound like. And I like that in this case, it's actually like fucking, uh, disick that's like, I saw Courtney, you know what I mean? So it's like, nobody is safe. Nobody's safe in this conversation because there is no, nothing is for everyone. And there is always going to be someone that gets upset or that has a reaction to whatever you post. But I do think it's interesting. Like, yeah, these moms are like getting hit up for contact info. I guess maybe the Kardashians are just so famous that they're like, we, ha- we, you know where we live and we have tons of bodyguards. But you know what, though? Social media is why Kim got robbed in Paris. Right. But they are – I think – yeah, I, that's so true. And I think they're building a legacy yeah. for their kids, though. It's like the family business at this point. And yeah, yeah. one thing that Rob has proven is you can go into – you can retreat back into a private life from being a Kardashian. So I think, you know, eventually the – the kids, you know, the parents are doing this brand building for the kids, which is kind of ethically dubious because the kids aren't able to consent to it. But I guess theoretically, the kids are going to have enough money because of their parents that they'll be able to sort of retreat when they're older anyway. Yeah, I, I think that's probably true. And I just want to throw this talking point out there, although again, it might not be the point, but Rob has, I like that thought, like Rob has shown us that you can retreat back. That being said, if Rob was hotter or a hotter woman, 
would it have the reason we don't care is because we're like ah rob's ugly now no rob's fat and he's in i feel like we don't want to watch rob no i i think anyone can retreat have you ever seen a paparazzi photo of meryl streep meryl streep nobody wants to fuck meryl streep yes she's not an influencer Channing Tatum is currently making a movie with Zoe Kravitz as his director, which is, I think, a threefer now of male leads dating their female directors this summer. Which Love this trend. I love it. It's so good. The movie is called Desert Island, and now they're dating. They've been spotted together. All- wait, 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 wait. That's not the name of the movie. No, it's not. I'm sorry. It's called like Pussy Island. Pussy Island. Wow. Pussy Island. What a Freudian slip that I changed. Whoa, dude. We got to get Molly some lube, bro. Oh, Jesus. That's very, very sad and scary for me. It's not reflective of anything. It's hilarious, dude. It's not reflective of anything in real life. Don't worry. Uh, Uh But anyway, (laughs) so the movie is called Pussy Island and Channing Tatum is acting in it. Uh. I, I also really like this detail that he is now following two Zoe Kravitz stan accounts on Instagram. Love that detail. What a freak and how adorable. So they've just been spotted everywhere. It's mostly been just on different gossip accounts. It's just like they look so hot together. She's wearing these flat Mary jeans in like every photo, which I'm like, that's a choice. It's very like, <laughs> you know, suburban music teacher. But mm-hmm. she rocks it because she's Zoe Kravitz and she looks good in absolutely everything. So yeah, they're just they're dating. They're doing the hot and heavy. So can you what can you tell us about this astrologically, Sarah? Okay, well, first of all, I want to just be on record as I fucking love this relationship. Me too. I I love it. And when I don't know if you like so she's in the middle of getting a divorce and as well, he's also – so her actual divorce, I believe, was completed like yesterday or something. Yeah. Like she just got divorced. And he's in the middle of separating from Jesse J. But the reason I like this so much is that for both of them, I think – like like Channing. I was devastated when Channing and Jenna broke up. I loved them as a couple. Okay. But then when he started dating Jesse J, I was I was almost sad for Jesse because it was such an obvious rebound. Jesse J just looks like a slightly less attractive Jenna Dewan, right? So like, I also, what I like, I just Kane, did not like that relationship at all. I was just like, no, this not nothing against either one of them. I didn't like him and Jesse J. Yeah, I didn't like him and Jenna Dewan either, though. Yeah. Like I think he, Ooh. I think he could do better. Then both of them in terms of like fame level and in terms – because Jesse J, I guess, is pretty famous. But I don't know. I just love him and I think he has real staying power and he is a great actor. I love him. I love that he like used to be bisexual, sex dancer. I love it. And I don't know. Like him and Zoe feels like a little bit more of a match to me even though she's probably a little bit out of his league. But I, I like them to get – they just match. They match to me. I think they're a fabulous couple. We'll get into the astrology in a moment, but I will say that I, I, I think they're both, they think they both have something in common, which is that they're sort of famous on some level by default. Like the reason we really knew Channing was because of Magic Mike, right? And the reason we really knew Zoe was because of her favorite famous parents, yeah. right? But I think what they both have in common that I think in, in, in the vein of love brings out our best qualities, I think what they both have in common is that they're way more talented than what they're known for. Like Channing Tatum is 
not only is he a fucking incredible dancer, which is like, that's, he, he got them from Step Up and then Magic Mike, right? Yeah. These are like movies, the throwaway movies, right? But he was that good. They found him in a mall. He didn't even want to be an actor as far as I think, I might have just made that up, but I think that it was like he found himself just being really talented. I want to check that back. That could be a total lie because how can you dance like that, right? Well, he but, was a dance, he was a stripper. Yo, I fucking love this dude. I, I love him. And you want to know something? Y'all ready for this? Channing Tatum? Taurus son. He looks like a Taurus. He has a Taurus he looks like a Taurus. face. Well, because he's like of the of the earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he looks like such a Taurus. He's got those wide set, sort of wide set eyes and like kind of wider face. Yeah. And he's like so solid. Like he's solid. Okay, the, the modeling scout discovered him while he was working as an exotic dancer. Wow. Okay, so our story was close. Yeah, so he was, I guess he was, like, in the club, got discovered. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, well, let's talk about their chart for a second, because this relationship, I I love it. I think this I think this could worky, work, work, work. And let me start with why. Well, first, do you want to guess there's things at all, or we just, just jump okay, in? Okay, first, I do have to say my little devil's advocate thing of, I don't think we've seen any photos of them being physically intimate, um, a la Courtney and Travis, right. so... And the fact that they are both working on the same movie right now means that this could very well be a gigantic publicity stunt. And I wouldn't blame them because this I, I'm, I'm buying it hook, line, and sinker. And it's I didn't know about Pussy Island, well, and- but that's because my pussy is a desert, according to Freud. So. Right, right. You you actually would avoid that like I've been avoiding Taurus because I don't want to face my own like love and give myself support. So let's get Molly some lube. Let's give me some money. And okay, so right, I need money no too. Well, yeah, we're gonna do once you once your pussy fucking wet. It is. It is. is. You don't understand. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I'm never gonna live this down. That is so fucking funny. I know. Um. Okay, but so here's the thing, right? In their charts. I could see this being more of a friendship than a romance. And I think it's a very, very good working relationship either way. Mm -hmm. And I agree. Like, I don't even know if they meant for it to be a publicity son. It's like when you're working with a director, like if this was two guys that were working together on a movie that were lunching every day because they're working on a movie, we wouldn't think anything of it. I think the big tip off though is that he's following the Stan accounts. That is where... I think it gets a little romantic. When you're interested in the gossip about your romance, I feel like it's like, yeah, let me see. Cause they're liking it. There's, you know, so that's to me where I'm like, okay, they want us to know that it's maybe even if that's just for publicity, but to right. me, that's like where it gets romantic. That feels more publicity to me. Cause it's so funny. And it also almost, it's so funny. It's so stupid. I, it makes me feel like she stole his phone and followed the accounts as a joke, which I like even more. Well, as a joke and as the director of a movie, he's trying, she's trying to get buzz from it. Like, I like that she's leading here, you know? Right. And I was going to say about Channing, you know, when he really won my heart in 21 Jump Street, he was so actually funny. Oh, was he? He was fantastic. And I was like, yo, this dude is good. Like for him to be able to do the roles that he does. And then all like, not only is he a fabulous dancer, but he's a fabulous, just like straight actor. And now he's a fabulous comedian or a comedic actor too. I'm like, this guy's got the fucking goods. And Mm -hmm. here's why. So why I think this relationship on some level could be romantic is because they have their moons in the same sign. So they both have Virgo moons, which hmm. means that on a soul 
level. You know, the moon is the, is the deepest part of your soul. It's like, it's really like who you are on the inside. It's where you're coming from. It's like, right. So they are from this, they're coming from the same soulful place in everything that they do. Like they both, and, and, and what they want and need and require to feel safe is exactly the same, right? So for both Zoe and Channing, when it comes to like their craft or when it comes to, you know, mental health, their craft, like their home must be, if they are living together or if, or if they ever do, it's going to be the kind of place where like, we wipe the counters when there's a, when there's a watermark, we pick up every crumb, we vacuum at night for fun. Like they both care a lot about perfection when it comes to basically everything that they do. They want to really have all their, their I's dotted and T's crossed so that they can actually do their work in the world. Right. So now we have Zoe who is a is she- Sagittarius. Oh, I-, I was going to guess either like, Pisces or Sagittarius, something like free spirited, no rules. Exactly. So she's, she is a Sagittarius with her sun conjunct her Mercury in Sag. So it's almost like I, in a way, like, okay, so we kind of know her from being, you know, Lisa and Lenny's daughter. Okay. So that's the first thing. But in a way, that's very Sagittarius because it's kind of like I'm above the people to begin with. Mm -hmm. Right. But then I think it also makes a lot of sense when we look at her career because she really doesn't do anything. I mean, again, probably because she doesn't have to, but it's like she makes really high level choices. Like we didn't, we hadn't seen her. Like I feel like Big Little Lies was one of the first things that we really saw modern Zoe in. And it was like, you know, one of the best shows ever. It was produced by fucking, you know, uh, Reese Witherspoon, you know, whatever her name is. Yeah. Reese and Nicole. Like, so like when she does shit, it's like, uh, like it's the cream of the crop, best of the best. I love that all of a sudden now she's like, Oh, and I'm directing. Like, so I think that she is really using that Virgo moon and keeping herself like just really taking good care of herself and really being precise about the choices that she makes because she needs to maintain this image and this sort of, she has to maintain the experience that she gets to like be this high riding, you know, authority in everything that she does. Even that marriage, the guy Carl that she married. That was so. Did you ever watch his movie? No, that was so random. Okay, so he Who is that guy. Why they got married okay. out of nowhere? So he, they got married out of nowhere. I think she was just going through a phase where she where she was like, I just want something stuck. You know, she was like a. I think she was just going through a phase. But he, the only reason I know him is because there's this movie that was made a couple years ago. It's called I think it's called Love, but it's basically like a soft core porn that went to like art theaters. And then it was like banned in a lot of places because it was. It was pretty much porn and that's who she married. So I sort of think, but otherwise he's like a fledgling actor. Like he's really not doing that well. He's, you know, bit player. And otherwise we saw his dick 10 times in this movie. So I think that part of it is like, she could have even seen the movie. We know that she likes magic Mike too. Mm -hmm. She could have seen the movie and seen this big old white guy's dick flopping around and going, you know what? I think I'll put my money on him. Like he is, you know, he's a white guy with a big dick that I would like to see more of, you know, avant-garde, you know, fuck me good daddy, right? But then I think as they started to progress, my guess would be that she realized, oh, and you didn't even direct that film. You're kind of just like, 
you know, a big dick idiot, right? Whereas I think Channing is really what she's looking for. If she liked that big dick nude guy in that random art film, then actually, who does she really want? She wants magic ass Mike, who at least in terms of talent is on her level and in terms of status, right? You know, she wrote this movie. I read an interview where she said that when she was writing this, she did it with Channing in mind before they had ever spoken. What? Okay, so she's the one who's following fan accounts of him. him. Yeah, dude, she likes him. Wow, I absolutely love them together, and it's awesome. Yeah. What makes you think that they are more friends or colleagues than romantic? Such a great question. So the reason that I think they could be more friends and colleagues is because I look at the composite chart, right? So I'm looking at the chart of the relationship itself, like when you combine them, and the north node of it is in Gemini. The sun and the mercury are in Aquarius, And the moon obviously is in Virgo. So to me, these aren't like, these are maybe like the three least romantic signs. Um, Anytime that you see Aquarius in a relationship chart, not all the time, because some people are meant to like be humanitarians together or some people are coming from, but they're both not Aquarians to begin with. So this relationship is going to feel very friendly. Aquarius is friends, right? So like this is going to feel very familiar, very friendly, very comfortable, very social, but it's not necessarily, you know, there might not be any less intimate sign than Aquarius. Like Mm. Aquarius is like barely on planet earth, right? And so when you see charts of relationships that are heavy in uh, Aquarius, And then with that Virgo moon, which means that on some level there is an intense, there's sort of an intense perfectionism. Um, So I could see that, you know, what else is Aquarius? Like filmmaking, broadcast, the public. So I could see this being a really wonderful, long-term working relationship, even if they do smash and then decide not to date. I actually think this relationship is in terms of creativity, highly motivational, highly satisfying. I think they love working together. And I think at the end of the day, they both love working. Mm-hmm. So it might be something that could be romantic. And I and I think, you know, look, I, I'm this way as well. No boyfriend's going to be my boyfriend unless you're working in my field because I love to work all, you know, it's like, it's hard for me to be with people that aren't into exactly what I've been doing and collaborating with me in some way. So I could see it being that kind of thing, but I don't know if they actually have that much heat or passion. Wow. I would have thought that they would since they're just both sex on a stick, but also, yeah, like looking at the photos, it, it almost looks like a fashion shoot of a hot couple instead of yeah like even though they're walking in the street and being shot by paparazzi they're they're not smoldering um but even though they both smolder on their own but i'm happy to be proven wrong about that and this is one of the rare high profile new celebrity couples that i want to believe in because i love them yeah i really i really like it i really like it and i wouldn't even you know it'd be kind of cool you know what i'd sort of like to see i'd like to see it being the kind of thing that like actually they kept really like mum about right like i sort mm-hmm. of like that they're playing with us and i think part of that is probably flirty for them too because they're kind of leaving it you know we do know the, the paparazzi and the public play a huge part in the way that we experience we as if anyone's doing it to me <laughs> but the way that celebrities must okay yeah experience their relationships and so i sort of think that they're being really controlled about it is really and i think it's really cool and i could see it being the kind of thing where again like 
like like Woody Allen and Diane Keaton, for example, they did date, right? But at the end of the day, they they didn't date so hardcore and then hurt each other so hardcore that they could never work together again. She always remained sort of one of his muses and she was in a lot of the films. You know, Mia Farrow was married to Woody and then they kind of had to keep working together because he basically abused her into feeling like he was the only one that could like save her career, even though it's not true. But I could see it being the kind of thing where like, maybe they do have a flirtation. Maybe they even date, but if they don't, and as long as it doesn't hurt either of them, I think we're going to see a long-term working relationship from these two either way. Okay. Kimye. Kimye. Oh man. What are you thinking about Kimye? I'm getting the charts up right now, but uh, I can't believe you were away for this, all of this. I know. Don Despree. I mean, so much to discuss here. I know. So, okay. First thing I have to say, I'm sure everybody already knows this. I am a Kanye stan. I'm a Kanye stan. I'm a Kanye stan. Yeah. Like just. This is a pro Kanye podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You know, whatever. So I really wish they would get back together. But I don't think they're going to. I think they are playing us like a little fiddle uh, with this fake marriage. And he came out and said in the one thing, that thing you sent me, the page six article about how he cheated on her in one of his songs. Yeah. He's And they had sources confirmed to page six that it's true. He cheated on her sometime after Saint was born. We don't know who with, right? No, we don't know who with. Um, I do think it's really interesting that I just feel like – Kim, I'm sure she was hurt by it, but I feel like she's so cool cool as a cucumber and able to compartmentalize. Like, does she have an Aquarius moon or Aquarius Venus? Because I, what I see with that of her being okay with him, I'm sure she wasn't okay with it, but sort of persisting in the relationship for years and years and not having the cheating be the breaking point. To me, that is indicative of her seeing the bird's eye view and being like, this is the father of my children. I know he loves me more than he's ever loved anyone ever. And like, if he banged someone else, that doesn't mean anything. What do you, is that, is that true? Well, okay. So I love what you're saying. So first of all, Kim's South node is in Aquarius and your South node is hmm. what you were an expert at in a past life. So her ability to detach is one of her greatest strengths. It's why she can be the leader in this reality TV movement. It's why she can carry the weight of it. She does, she, can detach. But the real reason, I like where your head was at, it's because both Kanye and Kim have Pisces moon, which is even beyond. And it's not that Pisces, but see, here's the thing, right? Like, so yes, Pisces is like sensitive. It is intuitive, right? In certain ways, but Pisces is sort of like- Just talk quieter and get closer to the mic. Sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. Can you hear me now? You can talk normal. Just don't, oh, just okay. not too loud because it makes it echo more. It echo. I keep, you guys, I'm in a weird, I'm in like a hostile we work. Okay. But so, <laughs> um, not hostile, like, like fighting. Like I slept upstairs, a hostile, like, okay, lol. Anyway, you know, like, get the fuck out of the conference room. Okay. Okay. But so, um, the hostile we work is kind of funny. Okay. Anyway, um, but they both have Pisces moons, which means that like what they care about beyond anything is art. And what they care about beyond anything is universal love. I think that the reason that she, aside from that Aquarius uh, South node, I think that, and, and, and the why, you could think of it like playing us like a fiddle, but why she would show up and get, you know, stage married to him again. It's because she knew when she was marrying him that she was marrying one of the greatest living artists of our time. 
And I think for Kim, that changed her. When you're like, I liked Kim so much better after starting Kanye. Yeah, because not only did she, not only did she fall in love, sorry, not only did she fall in love, but she became a higher expression of an artist, right? Mm -hmm. Like she wanted to work in things that were aesthetic and that were artistic and that were loving. But in the world that she was in, the closest thing she could pick was Paris Hilton's closet. I mean, when Kanye entered her world, I think he really gave her an opportunity to, even whether they were married or not or whatever, they were going to be partners in creation which includes the children, which includes anything he does. No, she's not going to change her name because she is always going to be his wife. Yeah. Whatever he does, whatever he did, you know, it's like Randy used to have a joke that he used to do on stage a lot where it was like, look, something that you need to know is like all of the greatest of all time cheat. Like it just happens. And when you're, when you're like working at the level of, you know, Tiger Woods and Kanye West, we're like, actually they're spending a lot of times not with their families and their families knew that they knew that going into it, that they were dating people or marrying people who were doing something that was outside the framework <laughs> of the quote unquote normal marriage or normal human relationship thing. So I think with Kim, I, I think they're not going to get back together because she deserves someone to just go jogging with at 6 a.m. She needs someone to help her clean the countertops. I mean, Kanye is not available as like a regular boyfriend in any way, but I do think for anybody that she dates moving forward, they are going to have to accept that she and Kanye are and will remain a creative powerhouse couple. Yes, they are Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor in terms of they literally are in yes. terms of yes. their relationship being performance art from start to finish. Like from the minute that they started dating, they yep. were in influencing each other. She had the cat the kitten named Mercy when his new song Mercy dropped and he had a line about her in the song. That was right when we started kind of learning that they were together. The Bound to video with them together, their entire relationship. Well, and then and then even further, there was like the, the, the Kim birthing Kylie, Travis, Kanye video. Like, like they have taught the family how to turn what they have into art. Yeah. And in the beginning, Kim was doing art by algorithm. She was, yeah. like you said, organizing closets. Like she was taking what was already there and sort of sprucing it up a little so that it would perform better. And now yes. she is wearing the fucking alien shoes that no one else is wearing. Right. And like, you know, sometimes it's a swing and a miss. But it's way more gratifying, I think, to her to be doing that. She's doing the shapewear, which is the creative direction behind that shapewear. It could be so cringe. What What is a cringier, more earnest product than shapewear? It is the seriously it though, is, and for her to be doing it cool is awesome. Exactly, it's the least cool product that yeah. there is, and she's doing it in the coolest way. Like the art direction and everything is just amazing. And you know the. The the art direction behind her Instagram even. She doesn't post selfies anymore. She she published a book of selfies because she was, you know, pretended to be the inventor. Oh, she had. Yeah. And now she is doing these like insane like motion uh focus boarded things. So right. Right. yeah, it is the way that they transform each other into artists. And she is a true 21st century artist turning her entire oh, yeah. life into art for consumption, whether people yeah. think that's healthy or unhealthy and whether you like it or not. So well, right. It's, it's not something, it's also, regardless of the internet, it's something that's existed for millennia. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Picasso had his muses and, you know, they were artists in their own right too. And even fucking Einstein's wife, Milova, did a huge amount of the work. I think that power couples in 
um, the culture really changing the shape of how we do things moving forward is just a very regular, nor it's a very essential part of of culture. And what I could see happening with Kim, because here's the thing, like, I don't think Kanye is ever going to have a, oh, sorry. I don't think Kanye is ever going to have a lover. I don't think he's going to get married again. I think that Kim will always be his wife. And I mm-hmm. think that now that they're not married, it, they actually could start doing even better work together because the issue is here is that Kim wasn't getting her needs met. I don't think Kanye had any problem with the marriage. I think that Kanye isn't interested in that life. I think he wants to be in his studios making art and being super fucking inspired by Kim, which she always is going to, he, she is his muse. Mm-hmm. Like he, he finds her to be the most beautiful thing on planet earth. And I don't think that he's going to rescind that. And there's no one that competes with her. I mean, she's the fucking goat. Yeah. Right. I think for Kim, she wanted more of a partnership. You know, Scott Disick. She wanted a she wanted a Travis to raise the kids with. She wants someone that's there to help her. He he built her. I mean, in the same lyrics where he said he cheated, he's like, I built her a you know billion dollar mansion, never been there. And it's like there's nothing even in the mansion. It's there's no furniture. It's like a minimalist like mausoleum, and she's alone. Mm-hmm. So I think when she gets another like boyfriend or partner of some kind, not only will it be this really interesting change in the way that they're creatively working together because they will, but I also think that Kanye is going to normalize being a cuck. Wow. That's very interesting. I I could see that happening, but I also just don't want it to happen. I want, I want Kanye to meet Kim's needs. I want him to. He's never going to though, I but know. she knew that from the beginning. She knew that from the beginning. Yeah. She knew she was going into the stratosphere and this was like yep. a space mission and not a normal relationship. And I think she was like, I'm having his children because this is my art. These children are our art. Mm-hmm. They were working together to create. But no, I don't think he was ever a good boyfriend. And to create like an American dynasty. Like her children Mm -hmm. are truly, and I always say this on Royally Us, and there's always comments saying it's blasphemy, but they are the new American royal family. They're the new, they're the new Kennedys. So it's like, yeah, they, the kids are part of a dynasty and they are the royal kids. They're like in the spotlight, whether they want to be or not. And that was like, that was the thing that they wanted to do. Like Kanye was very excited about marrying into um, a big family. He said, we're the new Jacksons yeah. in in a lyric on Life of Pablo. He was like, my family's the new Jacksons, which is really cute because I think he meant the whole extended family too. So it's all except that, except that like Joe Jackson was like notoriously abusive to his young, talented children. So like maybe he meant like uh, – you know, everyone except for Joe Jackson. Yeah. Well, he had all those really bad tweets about Chris Jenner saying he and remember he called Oh remember yeah, he, yeah. he thinks that Oh my god, he thinks that Chris is Joe Jackson. Yeah. And he's and remember he called Corey Gamble Calmie? Oh my god. I didn't remember that, but that's so funny. He said Chris and Calmie can't get near my Yeah. So funny. Oh my god, I love I would like to touch on Joe Rogan. I love this. Oh, it's so funny. Okay, so Joe Rogan. Tell the people. Joe Rogan has got COVID and he is taking ivermectin, the horse dewormer. Uh, He posted about it. I mean, he has been saying he's been like vaccine hesitant and all this stuff. Like I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast sometimes. It's my it's, you know, I'm not going to apologize for it. Sometimes. No, I, I actually don't have a problem with him. Yeah. Sometimes I really like 
like meathead stuff. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. We're from Jersey. We're from Jersey. Yeah, he definitely says really stupid shit, but like I really mm-hmm. think that the threat is overstated because I don't think anyone thinks he's smart. <laughs> like, right. right? Which is so ironic though because that's like, not only does nobody think he's smart, but that is actually who everyone is most comfortable with getting all of their information from. So I yeah. think it really goes to show, again, in the way that I couldn't recognize or, or see Taurus in my life, it's like, no, we're dumb, so we're going to watch the dumb guy. It's like, wow, we really... Yeah, I mean, you do attract what you are, America. Well, he interviews a lot of really interesting people, and yeah. I don't know. But also, I haven't been listening as much recently because he has gotten very repetitive with different things, and he does say really dumb shit about COVID and the vaccine, which is really a- yeah, right. He's been he's been pretty unhelpful, yeah, in terms of the vaccination and people respecting the COVID guidelines. Yeah, like I fully stopped listening last year. When, when, when everything first started and he was basically saying right. like, it's an overreaction and all this stuff. I was just like, okay, I can't listen to you anymore. But then he had Miley Cyrus on. And so I had to go back. How was that interview? Really good. It was. Oh, I would like to listen to that. Yeah. yeah like he that. had Demi Lovato on um, also, which was also pretty good. She talked, she talked a lot about like just her more controversial drug use and everything. I th- I thought both interviews were really good. And I think that's because of when he went over to Spotify, they were like, okay, we need to get some cross promo with the music people. Yeah. Cause he claimed when he went over to Spotify, they weren't going to control his content at all, but they clearly are. And he's right. Yeah. And like, he's clearly deleted a few episodes that were more controversial. He can't have certain guests on. It's very obvious. So which I don't blame him. They paid him like $250 million or something. Take the money. You can do a podcast from your garage when this is through. Yeah. So, but yeah. So what What can you tell us about his chart and why is he taking ivermectin? Also, it's funny because he, he basically in the video is like, oh, you know, I'm on this. He's on some insane cocktail of drugs, including ivermectin. And he's on everything. Yeah. So I looked it up. He's on basically every, he's on everything to the point where like there are YouTube videos out actually saying it's just so Joe Rogan because he went from being like anti-vax, anti-COVID to having COVID, taking too much of the medicine. And so now there are people making videos going, do not take your animal's medicine under any circumstance. One of, I think it's, is that the ivomectin, whatever it is? Yeah. It's like actually an animal medication. It's a horse dewormer. And, it's for deworming horses. Okay. So that's actually like, it's a, so even if a doctor prescribes it to you, it's a very controversial medical choice. But I guess because now Rogan's saying it, people are actually taking horse they medication. Were like before. It's been in the news for like a, a couple weeks now. But see, I think that – well, I think the interesting thing about Rogan though is that number one, it's just – I think it's just more par for the course for him only in that like either he's one extreme or the other. Like there doesn't seem to be any sort of like humility or middle ground or like – look, let's just do it responsibly. It's like, okay, I'll be treated irresponsibly. It's like, oh my God, dude. What I love about this, okay, so first of all, his chart. He is a Leo, Sun, Mercury, Jupiter, obviously. So he is just out there talking and sharing his opinions, right or wrong. He wants to be heard, right? But his moon and his Mars are in Scorpio. Hmm. So I think that what we're seeing here is actually like, a very Scorpio process, which is like you actually have to move through uh, like an almost death, right? So like he's going through the stages of grief. Yeah. And he's having to let go of 
a lot of the things that he was saying before he has to, I mean, it's interesting. I have a few people in my life too, who were very anti-vax and then they got COVID and you know what happens after you get COVID? They, they vaccinate you. Yeah. So it's like, you can be anti-vax for as long as you want, but the minute that you get COVID, you're not debating whether or not you're going to take the certain things or not because they're trying to microchip or poison you. You're like, oh fuck, I got it. Now I actually need the doctor's help. So it's like, I think there's like something really weird about like, I don't trust the doctors until something's really wrong. Like that is just such a, that's, it's like such a backwards way of living. Like you just, it's like having a point to prove that you have a point and then being like, oops, well. Yeah, something bad happens. Especially with vaccines, because we literally have to get vaccinated to go to school. Like, this isn't new. Every human being on Earth is vaccinated. Yeah. Period. Except for, like, the very small amount that can't be. And if we didn't... Right, I'm not talking about... Yeah, and and the thing is... No, but and the thing is, if if we didn't get vaccinated, those people would all die. Like, the reason why they stay alive is because we have herd immunity. Like, you get herd immunity by getting vaccinated. Right. If If you're in the United States... If you have gone to school, unless you were homeschooled, you have been vaccinated. So it's, you know, but I I like this for Rogan mostly because I like the example of somebody who's been very vax hesitant and COVID questionable. Like, you know, he's been kind of unhelpful. I like that he got COVID and I like that now he's taking all the meds and that he's taking it really seriously because maybe it will actually influence people to go, Oh yeah, uh, but I'll get vaccinated. I also don't think he was as hesitant as people painted him to be. Even though I just said I stopped listening to him for that exact reason. But like in the first month or two, he was saying really dumb shit, and then he changed his tune. And like the more recent epi- few episodes that I have started listening to again, he is saying like it's serious and it's like not to be fucked with, and people get really sick. Like he's not acting like did he get vaccinated i don't think so i don't think he did which is he but so that's where though it's really good i think yeah. it's really good he, because he needs to be it's sort of like what he's here to do right like he's showing us how to express yourself and then revise right like he he's not always right about everything he says he does grow in front of the show right before our eyes and when he makes a public let's just say mistake such as this which is to actually be on the side of like the people that feel like they're righteous spiritual leaders or republicans we are not getting vaxxed then for him to go okay now it is getting more serious then for him to get sick and have to go like okay whole different tune obviously going to get back you you, they won't let you not get vaccinated if you if you get oh really so it's like yeah you you they will you get vaccinated and you get treated like yeah but you can't get vaccinated you can't get vaccinated while you're actively sick no but they they um i mean i don't know if it's required but the two people that i know that were anti-vax and then got covid both are now vaccinated but like did they do it they did it willingly like they went afterward and got it I think when I, one of them, I did say they went willingly, but the doctor was really clear. Like in two weeks, we're going to treat this in two weeks. You need to come back and get vaccinated. It wasn't like, if you want, it was like, that's the treatment for this. So there are some people though, whose doctors are testing them for antibodies after they get it and saying, okay, you still have the antibodies. So you don't need the vaccine. How much extra work is that adding is what I want to know. I know. And and it's weird because getting the vaccine is getting antibodies. Like, I don't know what. Right. That's really what it is, right? Yeah. The vaccine is just antibodies. Well, no, it's it's a small amount of the virus so that your body forms the antibodies. 
So it's like, right, right, if right, you've right, already right. had COVID, you've effectively had the vaccine. And it's just like the vaccine is going to protect you from getting it again or from getting a variant. Whatever extra immunity things they're putting into the little cocktail, is, it's, it's, it's essential. People need to be vaccinated even if you've already had COVID, right? So I just think it's really crazy that people would choose to actively watch their antibody count as if that's not like even more distracting and even more effort and homework. It's like that it, just in the name of being defiant, like yeah. just in the name of choosing your position and being fucking right. It's like that. No, that's really like I, my cousin has a, a, a mood disorder. I think it's called like, it's called like defiant. Oppositional defiant, so, oppositional defiant. Oppositional defiant. I feel like that this is a way to low-key diagnose all the people who have been undiagnosed with defiance disorder as having a mood disorder. And you guys are making this so difficult. Why don't you just fucking get help (laughs) from way bigger issues? Yeah. Like when I got vaccinated, it was, you know, the first time my arm hurt. And then this, because when I was home this summer, people... I got I went home to get vaccinated because in the UK it was like you had to wait 12 weeks with it between doses and in the US Whoa. it was only 3 weeks. So I went home to get vaccinated. So like why is it different though? Why was it different? Because the US was basically controlling the supply of vaccines for the whole world um and the UK wanted to they, we didn't have enough over here to get everybody done within 3 weeks. And also they wanted to jab as many people as fos- as possible with the first dose to get partial immunity and then have mm-hmm. everyone come back from the- for the second dose because we were coming off a really bad winter as well. But so I went home and like some of my friends would be like, oh, don't get vaccinated on this day. Like we're supposed to go out that night and like you're you're going to be sick. And I'm like, OK, well, like I'm hungover every day that I'm home anyway. <laughs> like <laughs> – this isn't going to be different. So like the the second dose that I got when it was like that everyone says that's the worst one, I was like, "Okay, I'm really going hard tonight because tomorrow I'm going to have that's so funny." Mom. I'm like I woke up, you actually prepared to be hungover since you were going to be sick anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so like when I woke up, I had chills, but it also could have been in my head cuz I just wanted my parents to take care of me. Talk about working smarter not harder though. That is that Taurus glow that we love to see. No, I am getting too drunk tonight because I'm going to be sick anyway. Killing two birds with one stone and having it be appropriate. That's fucking genius, bro. Right. Like, okay, I'm going to be hungover as fuck on a Wednesday because of the greater good. The 411 is Joe Rogan has COVID. Um, This will probably make people hopefully get vaccinated. Um, He's on too many medicines. Don't take them all. And saunas don't prevent coronavirus. I think that's the most important thing. Wait, why would saunas prevent coronavirus? He said on an episode or something, apparently he said that when you go in the sauna and you get heat shock proteins, like oh my it God. helps you be really healthy. He didn't directly say heat shock. Pro- I don't think he directly said heat shock proteins prevent coronavirus, but he's like, you know, I I exercise, I work out, I do all this stuff. I'm so healthy. I have all these heat shock proteins. Like I'm trying to be proactive with 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 combating. Okay, but that's COVID. like the equivalent of Trump being like, "Can we just can we just have people drink Clorox?" 
No, it's like, dude, it's not this because well, because it's like it's like proactive, but it's like that ain't it. Well, yeah, but it's like actually making yourself healthy. Like this is why last year I mm-hmm. last summer I like spiraled and went vegan and sober for three months, and it was because I thought I thought it would help me not get COVID because it was pre-vaccine. So I was oh, like, wow. I was like, I need to be as healthy as humanly possible so that I don't catch this and like give it to people. And I mean, I didn't catch it. But also because when you drink, when you eat unhealthy, your immune system is lowered. It's true. But at the same time, I will say though, side note, this is an interesting thing too. So my dad, who's a hardcore vegan, got he's the only one in my family that got coronavirus. And when he went to have all of his checkups done mm-hmm. afterwards, what they told him actually was that he was unhealthy, even though he was a vegan, because he was eating so much bean salad for protein. And beans actually are covered in lectins, mm-hmm. which they naturally grow to actually get like, you know, animals to not eat them. So my dad was actually poisoning, poisoning himself yeah. because he was so vegan. So I just think in general, there is a real case to be made for moderation yeah. in everything. And I do think at the end of the day too, health and immunity does in a lot of ways come down to mindset and how you feel like if you are afraid of something and like, it seems like both Joe Rogan and my dad were like actively trying well, not to get COVID. Vegans, and it's like, well, that's how you get it in a way. Yeah, being vegan's not that healthy. Like I have done it so many times and I always end up stopping because I feel so run down and tired. And I know- Right, because like you could just get away with eating just like basically pasta. Yeah. And it's like pasta and gluten-free cookies or vegan cookies do not make a thin, healthy person. No, but like I would be eating bean salad. Like I would be eating the healthiest shit you can think of and I yeah. and I still would be feeling run down. It's just not for everyone. It's not for every body type. Yeah. And I don't – and I think it is mindset because stress lowers your immune system. So if yeah. you aren't meditating, if you aren't working out, if you aren't doing yoga, it's like that stuff actually does help you to like fight off disease, but it's obviously not a hundred percent. It's like a tiny right. little percentage better chance if you're doing all the right things. It's not like me drinking or not drinking last summer was not going to make or break me getting COVID. Right. I mean, maybe it did because I didn't get it and I was, you know, doing stuff, but also I was pretty safe. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. But then also like, we, like I puked in my mask when I was with you and we still didn't get it. So like, I feel like well, that was when we were both vaccinated. No, I was I don't think I'd been vaccinated yet. Because mm. when did you come? When were you there? I was – well, this past summer in late May – I was for all May and early June to get vaxxed. So when I was here this past summer, I, land, I landed and got vaccinated. And Oh, maybe I had been – maybe you're right. You maybe must, actually we had You must vaccinated. have been. Yeah, yeah. It was this – it was last summer. It was summer 2020 that I – had a nervy bee and went vegan and sober mm-hmm. nervy because bee. it wasn't there was no vaccine yet and I was just like I was just like I'm gonna kill someone I was so scared I was like if I get COVID someone's gonna die like I didn't think I would die but I was like I could pass it on to someone who's gonna die so I that Catholic guilt you could not handle it if you knew that you were responsible for anybody's demise yeah, exactly but so um I don't know should we even talk about Joe Rogan is this gonna make everyone hate us we have to just say it we have to be ourselves. You know what? Now that I know how to edit, I'll be sitting in the car with my parents. If you want to send me the file, I'll listen back and I'll, I'll either cut it up for you or make you know sell, tell you if it's interesting. But I think it's okay to be pro Rogan and pro Rogan getting COVID. Okay, I'm not. There's something for everyone there. There's something for everyone. That is a really interesting Venn diagram. That's true. 
And so whether you like him or hate him, we're saying something you're going to like. Right. Also, like, we're not scientists either. And also, I do understand why some people don't trust the government. Totally. Yeah, I'm not like – I'm not angry at anybody that's not getting the vax. I have to say that. I'm not like It depends on the circumstances for me, TBH, if I'm angry or not. Yeah, but even if it's circumstantial, there's by default, it's not a hard rule. What do you mean? Like if some people you would understand and some people you wouldn't, then it's not like because I think if you're really someone that's like, is the anti-vaxxers fault that this is still a thing, then that is across the board. Then there's no in in this case. Cause why would some people be more of a danger to others than than others? Like I think what you're saying is like, yeah, in terms of personality, for some people it's more annoying or unacceptable or acceptable. But in general, it's not like I hate them if they don't because like for some people you understand well i still think it's stupid i think it's stupid but i but i not i don't i don't like i don't like cast hex towards right exactly right like oh my god then it's gonna be it's gonna be a virus no matter i'm just like frustrated and i kind of feel bad for them yeah but i fair i don't know i don't know but i'm not like but i just like i feel like i see so many people on my on my instagram i've muted so many fucking instagram stories because it's just like, fuck the anti-vaxxers. You're the problem. And it's like, actually, now that you're acting like this, you're acting exactly like, like, quote unquote, the people you hate. It's just like to be extremist and angry and violent as your way of communicating is just irresponsible, even if you're on the on the side of responsibility. Yeah, and I just can't take proselytizing anymore. Like, especially right. from people who are supposed to be comics. Like, people that we know who are comics who are, like, posting all this, like, really preachy sort of political stuff. I'm like, wait, are you a comic or are you, like – my teacher like are you you know what i mean you're going to cal pen you're going to go into politics and do comedy like please at the end of the day either do it as a joke like make it funny or make it content and then share your opinion or enough there's enough preachers there's enough doctors yeah figure out the joke and then share and i definitely do it sometimes too but i've been trying way harder not to do it because i think you've been very mellow thank you because no one wants to read it. Who cares what I think? Okay, let's do our promos. Everyone, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Molly Mulshine and stream The Junior Misses The Best of Kaycock, especially I'm a Horse Girl Bitch, my debut single. It is knock them out of the park good. You're going to love it. Do a TikTok of it by the merch. It's so cute. Did you see the merch I made? I was doing experimental merch while you were gone. No. I didn't post any of it. Look in the back end of our printful. I got too fucking stoned and made a bunch of samples. Oh, I shit. can't wait. Um, but... Okay, so that and everyone's going to want to come to the Moon Yule. It's Monday night. It is the 6th of September and we are going to be needing this Moon Yule. I can't even get into it. There's this, there's a post on the at the Moon Yule, the stories. Uh, I did a live stream and it's on the grid now talking about the astrology of this week. But it is, it's a weird one. So by Monday, you're all going to need the motherfucking Moon Yule. So definitely come grab your tickets at at the Moon Yule or the Moon And otherwise, follow me. I'm Sarah Armour. At S-A-R-A-A-R-M-O-U-R. What is the new moon in on Monday? Virgo. Oh, good. Okay. Maybe I'll do Beyonce. It's gonna be- I'll do Beyonce's Virgo yearbook on Monday. Oh my God. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, Molly. Things work out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hell yeah. Have fun in Maine, you little wasp. Oh, I know. I'm just I'll report back later, but I'm a little bit nervous. But I, I don't want to put the bad energy into the space. Just ask me next week how it was. <laughs> Space trash. Trash.
in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.